0: We're going to commence our worship by singing together the Psalm 103. Psalm 103, O Thou, my soul, bless God the Lord. After we have the introduction, we will stand together as we worship and as we praise the Lord, please. that was tremendous singing. I'm going to read together today from the Psalm number 35. Psalm number 35. We trust that the Lord will speak to our hearts as we consider God's Word today, and that the Lord might indeed have a word in season for us each one just before we come before the Lord in prayer. Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for mine help. Draw out also the spear and stop the way against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. Let them be as chaff before the wind, and let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery, and let the angel of the Lord persecute them. For without cause have they hid for me their net in a pit, which without cause they have digged for my soul. Let destruction come upon him at unawares, and let his net that he hath hid catch himself. Into that very destruction let him fall. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord, it shall rejoice in his salvation. All my bones shall say, Lord, who is like unto thee, which deliverest the poor from him that is too strong for him. Yea, the poor and the needy, from him that spoileth him. False witnesses did rise up. They led to my charge things that I knew not. They rewarded me evil for good, to the spoiling of my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting, and my prayer returned into mine own bosom. I behaved myself as though he had been my friend or brother. I bowed down heavily as one that mourneth for his mother. Let not them that are mine enemies wrongfully rejoice over me, neither let them wink with the eye that hate me without a cause. Let them be ashamed and brought to confusion together that rejoice at mine hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor that magnify themselves against me. Let them shout for joy and be glad, that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise all the day long. Amen, and we trust and pray that the Lord will bless to our hearts, the public, and the inspired reading of his own precious, infallible. Word. let's just unite our hearts together in prayer as we commit our way to the Lord. Good to see each one who's gathered together. Those online, we bid you welcome. We trust that each one today will know a sense of the Lord's presence. Our gracious God and loving Father in heaven, we just take these moments to still our hearts before thee in the attitude of prayer. Thy word declares, Be still and know that I am God. Lord, we would take this time just to, in the quietness of our own hearts, to acknowledge that thou art the great, the almighty, the sovereign God of heaven. Thou art the creator of the ends of the earth. Thou art the one who dwellest and inhabiteth eternity. And Lord, as thy servants, we come before thee today, and we bow humbly in thy divine presence. Lord, we come today with thankfulness, with praise, and with joy. For all the Lord hath done for me, I will never cease to praise him. Lord, we come to acknowledge thou art God. And that beside thee there is none else. Lord, we come before the one who is the true and the living God. And Lord, therefore, we come today to worship Thee, to ascribe praise and honor and glory unto thy name. And we ask that right from the very outset of our public worship service, that we might be very conscious of God is here, and the Lord is here to bless. You. Father, we want to thank Thee afresh for giving to us the privilege of coming to Thy house on this, the Lord's Day, this special day, this, the first day of a new week, and to lift up our hearts in an anthem of praise and worship, Lord, to ascribe glory to Thy name, to praise Thee. Father, we pray that Thou will come and grant that we will be very conscious that Thou art in our very midst. We pray that thou will bless each and every head bowed in thy presence, every home that is represented. Lord, you know our hearts desire and that is that our families might be united in Christ. We pray for those who are not saved, for sons and daughters, for mothers and fathers, for family members, for loved ones who as yet do not know Christ as Savior. Lord, that even this very day that thou will reveal reveal the things of Christ to them. Lord, we pray that thou will... Remember those that are not so well, some not able to join with us, some needing a touch from the Lord's hand, and we pray that where it is thy sovereign will and purpose, that thou wilt touch such and raise them up to a measure of health and strength. We pray, Lord, that as thy people, that each one of us will know what it is to prove the sufficiency and to rely upon the sufficiency of the grace of our God. Knowing that thy strength is made perfect in our weakness. Lord, that thou art able, well able to meet each one at the very point of our need. And we pray, Lord, for brothers and sisters in Christ today here. Lord, walking the valley, some Lord, facing problems, and others with burdens that they're bearing. We just pray for thy people. That thou wilt bless them and encourage them. And Lord, that thou wilt be their very portion. Once again, remember thy people remember the people of Ukraine, that thy hand will continue to be upon the land, upon the nation. Lord, that thou wilt be pleased to answer prayer. And Lord, we've seen that even in recent days. And we pray, Lord, even as we read in the psalm, Lord, that thou wilt arise, Lord, with healing in thy wings. And, o God, that thou wilt put the enemies of God to flight. Heavenly Father, we ask that thou wilt remember, Lord, thy servant, the Reverend Park, and the Sabbath school children. Remember our brother Wesley and all of the workers, we pray that Thou wilt father be their very portion this day. We ask that Thou wilt protect them uh, and watch over them on their weekend away. We ask, Lord, that as Thy servants return and the boys and girls come back, Lord, they will return with wonderful news of how the Lord has undertaken and moved in a special way. Lord, we pray that early in life, the boys and girls will come to saving faith in Christ. Bring children to the Savior. O oh God, we pray, come and work in our land. Come and send forth thy light and thy salvation. Lord, bless us. Continue with us. Remember, as thy word goes forth today, that it will go forth in power, demonstration of the Holy Ghost, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. We're going to further worship the Lord. This time we're turning to the hymn number 54, hymn especially associated with the Great Welsh Revival. You can picture the miners singing the hymn, Great God of wonders, all thy ways are worthy of thyself divine. After we have the introduction, we will stand together as we worship and as we praise the Lord, please. tremendous singing. What a great hymn, and we trust indeed that the Lord will bless those words that we have been singing. What a great God we have. He hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, the great God of wonders. going to ask our brother now, Mr. Mervyn Story, to bring us the announcements. Thank you.
1: We bid you welcome in the Saviour's name, and we trust and pray that as you've gathered with us this morning for our morning worship service, that we'll know the Lord's presence and the Lord's blessing. I want to bid visitors welcome, Uh, particularly we want to bid Tom and Tanya McLean. Uh, They are the parents of Ben, and we're delighted that they're with us uh, this morning. We trust the Lord will bless them. And any other visitors that are with us, we bid you welcome and we trust and pray that you will know the lord's blessing it's good also to see our friends back home from kenya and we trust and pray that the lord will bless them There's a wee bit more to say about that maybe in a minute or two so do you remember this afternoon the open air at stuart park at 3 30. trust and pray remember us as we bring god's word at the open air and if you can come stand with us in this public testimony and the Lord will bless the preaching of his word. Time of prayer before the evening service at 6.30, and our preacher will be our own minister, the Reverend Park, when he will return uh, to minister God's word tonight. In welcoming uh, you this morning, I want to welcome this morning's preacher, and that is, of course, in the person of our brother, Chris Killen. Chris has been a faithful servant of God, and he has ministered and laboured faithfully amongst those who have addictions. And I trust and pray that you'll continue to remember our dear brother as he labours in this challenging work and that you'll keep him before the throne of grace in prayer. And brother, you're welcome in the Saviour's name. And we trust and pray that the Lord will bless you as you journey amongst us. Reverend Park's subject tonight will be the great day of judgment and accountability. Do come. And encourage God's servant as he preaches God's word. Refreshments will be served after uh, the evening service. And ladies, uh, you are to bring uh, a tray of scones, pancakes, or buns, or anything else that you know we enjoy to eat. Because we enjoy our food here in Hebrew. Thursday's midweek prayer meeting at 8pm. And it will take the form of a mission preparation message. And we trust that. He'll come and be encouraged and challenged in the preaching of God's word as we prepare for the gospel mission. For our elders, Friday night was presbytery and the martyr's memorial. Then on Saturday evening at 5.30, we will have the to school Sunday school and church barbecue. This is not just for the Sunday school. It's not just for the teachers, not just for the pupils, but it's for all in our congregation we trust that you will come 5 30 here at the church then next lord's day the more early morning prayer meeting uh, is at 8 a.m morning service at 12 noon and god willing the reverend park will be here to minister god's word then our family night service at 7 p.m We we we'll have the testimony of our sister sandra marshall and i trust and pray that you remember sandra she comes you known Sandra and Davy for well over 40 years. And I trust that you'll take Sandra upon your heart. You know, the tragedy uh, that struck this home. Uh, and we pray that as Sandra comes to recall the goodness of God and how he has preserved and kept them as a family, uh, that you will come and listen to uh, that personal word of testimony. In connection with that, you'll find uh, these invitations. They're in the hallway. Take them, use them, and encourage others to come uh, under the sound of God's word. Refreshments will be served. Ladies, Would you bring half a loaf of sandwiches and a dozen buns? On the 4th of September is the recommencement of the Hebrew, the Hebrew Hebron Tots at 10 a.m. To take this work upon your heart and pray the Lord will bless uh, in this particular ministry. Preparation for our gospel mission, which will be held uh, in Dalriada School, Thursday the 31st through Monday the 4th through to Friday the 8th. So this coming Thursday, the mission preparation message, and then Monday through to Friday, the outreach and prayer meetings. Then do take this mission upon your heart. The gospel mission as it commences on the 10th uh, of September uh, in Dalriada School. And again, in connection with that, you will find the invitations that are there to use them, to pray that the Lord will use this gospel campaign in the salvation of precious souls. Then on the 29th of September, uh, again in the Town Hall, we will have the 40th anniversary concert for our Christian school. This year marks the 40th anniversary of the commencement of the work of the school, and we trust that you'll come on that occasion. Again, there are invitations that are there. Take them, use them, encourage others to come. The Reverend McCray, uh, the Reverend Greenfield, Milltown Accordion Band, Pastor Philip Bowles, the Kingdom Ayers, and Ballymoney Independent Christian School Choir. Admission is free, but you'll have to pay to get out because there will be uh, a retiring offering for the work of the school. Then again, remember the special testimony uh, on the 15th of October, when our brother Courtney Bradley Harris will come to minister God's word and tell of God's goodness in his life. The Missionary Council weekend is the 3rd to the 5th of November in the Silver Birch Hotel in Omah, and you can uh, have a time of refreshment and blessing. And if you want to know the details more of that, please contact any of our missionary council representatives or the Reverend Park Hebron shoebox appeal. The target is 200 shoes. And do remember this again, as we endeavor to help those in particular need. Do have, of course, the continual prayer requests in our congregation. And I trust that this will never become just a form or just names to us, but that we will take these individuals and families upon our hearts and minds at the throne of grace uh, that they will know God's intervention in their lives also to continue to remember to pray for our Ukrainian friends and for the situation in their land that the Lord will soon intervene in a particular way a couple of other announcements that, that we just want to make that I didn't make it onto Mr. Park's list You know, it says a lot about our minister that uh, all of this is done before he even goes away, and we just left to actually deliver it. But there are some things that happens uh, that uh, may not have got on to just before he left. One was we understand that Freddie Laverty has a birthday today, and so we want to congratulate Freddie on his birthday and trust and pray that the Lord will bless him. And then I mentioned at the commencement that we had the return of our friends who went to the land of Kenya, and there was a very special event took place in Kenya when that trip was taking place, and it was the engagement of Hannah and Luke, and we want to wish them God's richest blessing. Uh, I just heard about that this morning, uh, and we want to say, may the Lord bless you, and may the Lord be with you in the days that lie ahead. What a way! to encourage young people to go to the land of Kenya. You can come back home engaged and set out for married life. And so there's an encouragement, young people, to you. And thank you to the workers who contained them and kept them during that time. And to the two families, the McKinley family and the Holmes family, we trust and pray that this will be the benediction of heaven upon their families in the days and years that lie ahead. Thank you for your patience in the first sermon um, we'll hand back to our brother to lift the, not to lift the offering, <laughs> but to bring the offering him on our tithes and offerings. Thank you.
0: We'd like to thank our brother, Mr. Story, very much for the kind and warm words of welcome. It is a privilege. It's an honour to be here today to share with you in your service. Let me thank you very sincerely for all your prayers, your support for myself, my wife Linda, as we seek to serve the Lord, working with folks who are caught up in addiction. And it's a ministry that we've been involved in for quite a while now. Uh, but the Lord has really given us many encouragements, tokens for good recently. We've seen some marvellous answers to prayer, lives transformed, and God stepping in. And it's been absolutely amazing. And we thank the Lord, first of all. And we thank you as well for your support. We have three men currently on the waiting list, going to go to the home in Dublin, uh, there's such a demand for residential beds, and especially in good Christian homes that it's overwhelming at times. Uh, pray that the Lord will just graciously undertake. I have a very busy schedule to say the least. Uh, uh, over the past while, it has averaged out roughly about one new contact every day. Some days, like the other Thursday, I had four new contacts. That's four new families or four new people to add to the list that is already growing. And you can gather then. It's really busy when you take in all the other aspects of the work and ministry too. So thank you for keeping us in prayer. Thank you for your support. Just remaining seated, please, for the offering hymn, the tithes and offerings for the work of the Lord. When upon life's billows, you are tempest. Just asking you to remain seated for the first part of the hymn while the offering is received for the work of the Lord, please. And we're going to turn for our Bible reading to First Thessalonians and chapter five, please. We're going to read from verse twelve down through verse twenty-eight. First Thessalonians chapter five, commencing to read from the verse twelve. And we trust indeed that the Lord will. Bless the public reading of his precious word as we consider We're reading here from the verse 12. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labour among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren... Warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesyings, Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace. Sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit. And soul and body. Be preserved blameless. Unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with an holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen and amen. Let's just bow briefly momentarily in prayer. Heavenly Father. We thank thee today for thy word and we ask that you'll speak to each and to every heart. We pray, Lord, that you'll come speak to my heart afresh. And grant that each one alike will know for certain today, the Lord has spoken to them. Hear and answer prayer, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Text this morning, words of the verse 18 here in our chapter where we read, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So Winston Churchill, the British Prime Minister who led our nation to victory in the Second World War, told a story about a little boy playing on a pier. All of a sudden, the boy fell off the pier and into the water. He didn't know how to swim and he was in imminent danger of drowning. A young soldier saw the events unfolding and immediately jumped off the pier and swam to the boy. When he reached the young boy, he got the young lad. He managed to get him onto his shoulders and then he swam with the young boy safely back to the pier. That soldier saved the young man's life, the young boy. The boy had been out there playing with other boys in the water. And therefore his family weren't nearby. So Winston Churchill told how this young man, the young soldier who had rescued him, how he brought him back home safely. He didn't expect or want to receive any more. He was just delighted that he could have a hand in helping rescue someone. A few days later, the young boy's parents, the parents of the young boy who was rescued, Sought to find out and to find where the young man was who had saved their son. Eventually, they were able to trace him down. Finally, they found him at the side or near the pier. As they approached the young soldier who had saved their boy's life, what do you think they asked the young man or they said to him? Staggering. They said, Where's our son's hat? There was no recognition for what he had done. There was not even a word of thanks. All they were interested in was the fact that the young boy had lost his hat. Churchill said, "The story clearly demonstrates the height of ingratitude." In his second letter to Timothy. Paul wrote and highlighted that being unthankful is one of the signs of apostasy. One of the signs of the end times, the last days, where men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Today, as we look around us in society, surely we would agree with the Apostle Paul, that we're living in last days. Our society, society in general, worldwide, is characterized by unthankfulness. People have more today than they've ever had. And yet, we live in an unthankful age. How few in modern society can be described as being thankful people. And yet, the Lord has called his people to be thankful, to be thankful to him and for his goodness. And we're going to consider today the topic, the theme of being thankful. First of all, I want you to consider with me the characteristics of being thankful. Now, there are many essential marks that show forth the new birth. Whenever someone has been converted, saved by the grace of God, that is going to be clearly seen and shown in and through their lives. Salvation, putting it very simply, makes a difference. It brings a change. The Lord has saved us, redeemed us, that you and I as his people, that we might be different and distinct from the world. We're not to be like the unconverted we are to be set apart unto the gospel. In the book of Colossians, in the chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, we read, But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Let not one, lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his age. You see, there is a putting off. A putting off of the old ways. Of the old man. And the putting on of the new. By the grace and the help of God. And by the spirit of God. That change is evident. It's clearly seen. It's seen for instance. In our conversation. The way we communicate. The way we talk ought to be different. As the Lord's people. How we say things. The way we say things. What we say, what we speak about. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how you ought to answer every man. Certainly our conversation is different. It marks us out, doesn't it? What about our conduct? The very way we behave ourselves. The things that we do, the things that we don't do, makes a difference. It sets us apart. The very way, for instance, that we treat each other. Be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Therefore, the way we treat each other is different. The Lord Jesus said, Didn't he? By this shall all men know that you're my disciples, if ye have love one toward another. Here's a great mark that sets us apart that we love each other. And therefore we treat each other differently. And the world ought to see that. Also by our company. Our friends. That marks us out as being different. We don't want to, to associate wrong with the ungodly. Right? Then there is the compassion. That we ought to have. That will mark us out as being different. christ like compassion. These are just some of the essential marks. Of every Christian being different from the world. Can I say in passing, that for some the only Bible they will read this week will be your life and mine. That's the only portion as a of Scripture they're going to consider. They're going to read our lives as God's people. Now, what do they say? Do they look and say, well, that person's different. Look at how they behave. Look at how they've reacted. Look at their speech. They're like Christ. I trust that will be the case. However, when we think about the characteristics of being thankful, another attribute, or the attribute, one of the main attributes for being thankful, or or another, should I say, another attribute we should have is being thankful, a characteristic. Our thankfulness is to be directed primarily toward God. Thankfulness is a matter of the heart. It is a heart issue. The true condition. And state of your heart and mine as Christians. Will be revealed by our actions and by our attitude. Basically putting it very simply. What's on the inside. Is going to be displayed on the outside. The Lord Jesus said for out to the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaketh. The spiritual barometer, the condition, the state of a Christian's heart is revealed by what they say or do. What are the characteristics, what are the marks of having a a thankful heart, of being thankful? Well, a thankful heart will desire to recognize God's numerous blessings. Can I say, all of us, we need to take time and just stop. To stop and consider the goodness of God toward us in many ways. Every day of our lives, we are so blessed. We receive mercy, we receive grace from the hand of our God. We can take time, can't we? We ought to to think of past, present, future, promise, blessings, God's provision toward us. How truly blessed we are as Christians. Child of God, it is a must, an imperative. That every day we stop and we recognize God's goodness in our lives. That we count our many blessings, name them one by one. And truly, surely, it will surprise us just what God has done. We are truly blessed. Now, I know I'm stating the obvious. But we will not and we cannot recognize every blessing that we have received in the hand of our God. There are so many But there ought to be a desire to recognize those blessings. There ought to be a desire to see more of the hand of God in our lives. We give thanks, don't we, to the Lord for the temporal blessings in life. Food and raiment. For all the things that we enjoy. How blessed we are. But we also give thanks to the Lord for those spiritual blessings. And how many there are in Christ. We give thanks today, especially... Child of God, I want you to think of your standing in Christ. Think of that position. Think of that union that there exists between you and the Lord, an indissolvable union. It will never be broken. We are joined to Christ. We read here in verse 18, 1 Thessalonians 5. In everything give give thanks, for this is the will of God. Christ Jesus concerning you, you can underline the words, give thanks, and then in Christ. You see, every blessing that you and I have, it comes from Christ. He is a fountainhead. He is a source of all blessing. Everything that you and I possess has come through Christ. What a blessing it is to acknowledge that, to recognize that. But we need to do that daily. Oh, the blessing of being saved. I'm just going to give you the verse. You can look it up later on. Acts chapter 3 and the verse 26. That verse speaks about the blessing, the many blessings that we have through Christ. Acts 3, 26. The confidence, the assurance, the knowledge that it's well with our soul. At the very moment that we close our eyes and death, that we go to be with Christ, which is far better, how blessed we are of of all the people in the world, That's why we say there's no people like God's people. And we join together, don't we? We unite together. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. We recognize, there's a desire to recognize God's goodness. That's a characteristic. But there's also the desire to remember God's goodness and his grace. John Newton penned undoubtedly one of the world's most well-known and well-loved hymns, Amazing Grace. Translated now into some 50 languages plus. His testimony. Remarkable account of the divine intervention of God. The Lord stepping into life. John Newton, a wicked and a cruel man. A man who was living far away from God. But a man as we know who came to saving faith in Christ. John Newton never wanted To forget. He never wanted to become accustomed. To what it means to be saved. And what it meant to be saved. And so he had a verse in the the Bible. Displayed above his fireplace. Above the mantel there. In the fireplace in his study. And each day John Newton. As he would go into the study. He would look at that text. He would reflect upon it. And he would remember. The verse, Deuteronomy 15, verse 15. Thou shalt remember. That thou wast a bondman man in the land of Egypt. And the Lord thy God redeemed thee. Therefore I command thee this thing today. Thou shalt remember. And it was in the depth of a very thankful heart. Remembering the goodness and the grace of God that John Newton penned that beautiful hymn, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound That Saved the Wretch Like Me. You see, a Christian who is truly thankful will have a heart that will seek to recognize, to remember the goodness of God, but that will rejoice in the goodness of God. We read that in the verse 16. Rejoice evermore. Now, the psalmist spoke of Various times and specific times to praise God to return thanks. We read in the Psalm 59, I will sing of thy power, yea, I will read, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning. In the morning time, the psalmist wanted to think and to reflect upon God's goodness and to rejoice in it and to be thankful to the Lord. Then in the Psalm 142. He speaks about not only the morning time, but then the evening time. Then in Psalm 55, verse 17, evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. And you see the progression, don't you? It goes from once a day, twice a day, three times a day, and then in Psalm 119, we read, seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgment. The psalmist recognized, remembered, rejoiced in God's goodness. The characteristics of being thankful, but there's also the command to be thankful. In verse 18 we read, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. We're instructed, directed, exhorted by the Holy Spirit to give thanks. Now, we must remember that the Apostle Paul was writing under divine inspiration, the Holy Holy Ghost. In other words, this is a clear command, not just from Paul, but ultimately from the Holy Spirit himself. We turn to the book of Ephesians. If you'd like to turn there just with me very briefly. Here in Ephesians and the chapter 5. Read here in the verse 17. Ephesians 5, verse 17. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. The Christian is to to seek out, to find out the will of God for their lives. Verse 20 reminds us, giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christians to seek out God's will, it is what we would term as being the revealed will of God. There are many issues God has already revealed his mind about. In the sense, they're not matters that we come to the Lord with and we say, well, Lord, should I go to church? God has already revealed His mind and will in that matter. We're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Should I read my Bible? Should I pray? All those issues God has already revealed His mind about. But there is what is also known as not only the revealed will of God, but the concealed will of God. God's Word, it's a lamp unto your feet. The lamp just shows the immediate area. It shows what you're to do now. But God's word is a light to our path. It shows a way in front. It shows a pathway. It illuminates it. And we have to seek the Lord for his will in the future. But here in our chapter, we're reading here about the revealed will of God. It is the will of God for every Christian to give thanks unto him. Maybe you've been praying lately. What is the will of God for my life? And you're praying about that conceivable. But can I say, there are many things we also need to consider that He has already revealed. We are to give thanks. And so Paul, on numerous times throughout his epistles, wrote and highlighted this very fact. For instance, he wrote in Philippians 4, verse 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, Let your requests be made known unto God. Prayer and thanksgiving always go together. And then in Colossians, uh, chapter three and verse fifteen, he talks about the peace of God ruling your hearts, to the which you are also called in one body. And be ye thankful. Be thankful, child of God. We need to be thankful. We are. Not only encouraged to be thankful, we are commanded to be thankful. There are many other verses. I'm not going to go through the list of them. Having a thankful heart is something that we should desire. But can I say that it is a matter that we need to be determined and disciplined about? By that I mean, we need to actually set about the process of being thankful. We are commanded, instructed to be thankful, simply because the sad reality is, we become ungrateful. We don't mean for that to happen. We mightn't even recognize it happening. But we become thankless and unthankful and ungrateful to the Lord We must be determined, disciplined to make sure it never happens. How can we do that? Can I say that it's good practice, and especially for all the younger folk, you're a young Christian, you're wondering, how do I study my Bible? How do I meet with God? I know that you get great encouragement and you get great direction from your pastor here. Can I just, just suggest that having a notebook Making a list, something that's certainly very worthwhile. Matters to pray for, things to thank the Lord for. In other words, you physically each day, you just write down a number of things. Well, today, Lord, I want to thank you for this. I want to thank you for this other thing. And you'll soon find that it's a list that grows. We need to have an attitude of gratitude. That ought to be our attitude in life. Oh, we're so grateful to the Lord. recently read of a, a prominent preacher. He had suffered from a complete, a full mental health breakdown. He was in a, a great state of despair. And for months, he couldn't find any way out of the darkness. He was in a terrible place. Everything was black, utterly hopeless. He was in despondency, he said. But the pastor overcame that very trying time in his life and here's how he did it. A friend suggested, Pastor, why don't you take time just to thank somebody for being a blessing in your life. He thought of a school teacher who had inspired for him a love for literature. He wrote how grateful he was, the difference that she had made in her life. And then he received the letter back. She said, in 50 years of teaching class, yours is the first letter I have ever received from a student giving thanks. And she said, I will cherish it until I die. The pastor's heart was so moved they began to write down a number of names and he wrote down a name after name and he began to send them letters. He ended up writing some 500 letters. It's staggering. And in that, he had an attitude of gratitude and in focusing on what God had blessed him with and the goodness of God, it actually brought him out of his despair. It helped him focus upon Christ because that's the key. Moving along very quickly, there are also the circumstances for being thankful. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. This phrase is sometimes misunderstood by believers. Some people think that, they would say, no matter what happens in your life, as a Christian, God has called you to be thankful. So just you give thanks for that circumstance. That is not what Scripture teaches. That's not what this this verse is talking about. There are things that you and I cannot, cannot, and would not thank Him for. For instance, we cannot thank the Lord for evil, for sin. We certainly don't want to thank the Lord for sickness, death, sorrow. We need to understand that this verse does not teach that we are to give thanks for everything we experience or encounter in our Christian lives. Notice the preposition here. Paul wrote, in everything give thanks. He didn't say for everything. He said in every thanks, in every circumstance, but not for every circumstance. We are reminded, you see, in Scripture that no matter how dark the circumstance may be, There is always, always something the child of God can praise the Lord for and thank the Lord for. Whatever trials, problems, difficulties we face in our own Christian experience, we will be able to trace the hand of our God and be thankful to Him. I'm not in any way trying to downplay or minimize the depths of grief and sorrow and burdens and problems and trials that we face in dark times. But even in that, in those circumstances, the Lord is there with His people. We can be thankful for that alone. Matthew Henry, the great Bible commentator, was once confronted by thieves. They stole his pocketbook In his diary, he penned on that event. It's it's amazing what he said. He said, let me be thankful. First, because I was never robbed before. Twice, the second thing to be thankful for. Because although they took my purse, they did not take my life. Three, because although they took my all, it wasn't very much. Fourth, because... It was I who was robbed and not I who did the robbing. <laughs> what a way to look at that circumstance. In, Psalm, in, the, in 2 Samuel 22, David has, we have recorded Dave's, David's song of deliverance and song of praise, and as he reflected upon the goodness of God, he concluded, Therefore I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen. I will sing praises to thy name. Thanksgiving, praise, prayer, they go together as we've seen here in our chapter. Corrie ten Boom is a name synonymous with helping those and others in great need and the Lord's people. And you think of Corrie ten Boom was greatly used to, by the Lord to hide Jews during the Second World War. Her journal's, of course, been recorded, much documented in the, the hiding place, the book. Her, Corey and her sister Betsy were placed in a concentration camp. The Nazis had found out what they were up to, what they were doing, and how they were hiding these Jews. And it was a very abysmal, very difficult, dark, dirty place in which they were in the concentration camp. really was horrific circumstances. One morning they get up and they read together 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And they began to write down those things to be thankful for. They, they lined them up in order, and one after the other, they began to thank the Lord for these various things. And then Betsy says, Lord, I just want to thank you for the fleas. And Cory laughed. How can you be thankful for the fleas? They're everywhere. They caused such a stench in our place. It wasn't too long before Corey and her sister Bessie that they realized it was the fleas that kept the German soldiers out of their room and gave them time to study. In everything give thanks. Psalm 136 I'm just going to mention very briefly, for time has moved on so quickly, but Psalm 136. You look at Psalm 136 in the verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. In the very last verse again, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. But here in the Psalm, in the verse 23 we read, who remembered us in our lowest state. And there the thought is, even when we didn't deserve Him, when we were pressed down and we were in bondage, even there the Lord had mercy upon us and we just thank Him. Child of God, you and I have so much to thank the Lord for. But isn't it so true that oftentimes we focus on the negative, we focus on those things that would bring us down, that would weigh upon our spirits? We are the most wealthy, rich people today alive on the face of this earth. When you have Christ, you have everything. Everything you need is in him. Everything. Can I say just in closing, have the consequences of not being thankful putting it very simply if we're not thankful to the Lord it's disobedience we're being disobedient disobedience always has consequences dishonors the Savior displays an ungrateful spirit and attitude becomes a discouragement to each other Perhaps you'd have to say, well, I've never really sat down and thought about listing out things to be thankful for each day and just to thank God for. Well, you can start today. Throughout the daytime, let us ever be thankful. If we're not, we'll forget the Lord Turn aside from him. Let the Lord down. Oh, but you and I this day that we would be thankful, rejoice in the Lord's goodness. Amen. We'll end our message there. Not going to have a closing hymn for time is gone. Have the hymn down here, but not going to have the closing hymn. Let's just bow together in prayer, for time is gone. Heavenly Father, we can't even begin to think of the multitude, multitude of Thy mercies toward us. We're humbled. We're sincerely and truly humbled to think that God has set his love upon us to recognize Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures Lord forgive us forgive me for being ungrateful and unthankful Lord grant that we will cultivate more and more a very thankful praising spirit We'll constantly rejoice and think of the provision of our God in Christ. Bless us all. Take us to our homes in safety. Watch over us throughout the remainder of this thy day. And Lord, to thee, we give all the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.